This is Right From The Deep. I'm Karen Ball. And I'm Erin Taylor-Young. And this is the podcast from writers for writers, answering the question, why am I doing this? Right. As writers, editors, and a former literary agent, we're in the deep with you, encouraging you and equipping you to find your truest story in the deep places. Get our show notes and more, including a free audio download on how to safeguard your writer's heart at writefromthedeep.com. Hey guys, here's what's happening at Right From The Deep. Well, first, thank you. Big, huge, humongous, giant size, get your thesaurus out. Thank you to all our Patreon sponsors. We appreciate you guys. And if you guys want to learn more, other people love you out there, it's patreon.com slash right from the deep where you can find out more information. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash right from the deep. And a special thanks to our June sponsor of the month, Bobby Optograph. A cool thing about Bobby is that she's been traveling to Honduras every year since 2000 to volunteer with Renacer, a ministry for children. One of the things they do is provide scholarships to abused and abandoned kids who are the poorest of the poor. Bobby's had the pleasure of watching these kids grow up in the Lord. What a blessing that must be. Yeah. And to get an education, pursue careers, and make a difference in their own country. You can find out about how you can help with scholarships at the website, www.friendsofrenacer. That's friendsofrenacer.com. And I am going to be at the Florida Christian Writers Conference in uh, Leesburg, Florida, and that is in October 19th through 23rd. You can find out more information at the Word Weavers web- website, because that's who sponsors it. It's uh, word-weavers.com. And guess what? It's my turn to talk about a wonder this time. (laughs) So some of you guys know we have this cute little golden retriever named Ellie, and she's a puppy. And so I was taking her for a walk the other day, and it's been, you know, springtime, and flowers are growing and blooming, and we're going along down the sidewalk, and she stops to smell these flowers. And I'm just (laughs) saying that she's utterly fascinated by these flowers. She must have stood there for five minutes smelling these flowers. And you know what occurred to me? She was born in December. She's never smelled that flower or seen it in her whole life. This was like (laughs) her first experience with this flower. It was brand new. And it just made me think about all of these cool wonders around us that we can sometimes take for granted because they're not brand new to us. Put on your puppy eyes here and think about all of the things that we take for granted, you know, that that are just everyday things, but we got to look at them with new eyes, like the smell of a fresh cup of coffee, Karen, oh, talking yeah. about coffee. <laughs> or the sound of wind blowing in the trees and the leaves rustling, or orange juice, you know, it's tangy, it's good, or just the soft fur on my puppy, <laughs> or just, you know, a hug from a friend, or looking and seeing how clouds maybe roll out after a storm. Look at these things with fresh eyes, with new eyes, with eyes that maybe have never seen these things before. Just 
just try it and enjoy what God has so we don't take it for granted, so we can thank Him for His mercies and His wonders that are new every day. And now, here's the The show. show! Welcome, listeners. We're so glad that you are here with us in the deep today. And we have a guest. Yay! Yay! We are delighted to be speaking with Shadia Harishi. She's a passionate Bible teacher who has a heart for seeing lives transformed by the power of God's word. She's written several Bible studies, including Hagar, Legion, and Tamar from her Behind the Scene series. I love that, Behind the Scene. I love that. And she often speaks at churches, conferences, and other events. She received an MA in Biblical and Theological Studies from the Western Seminary, as well as an MA in Criminal Justice from the State University of New York. My husband has a criminal justice major. He says you can take over the payments. You can have it. (laughs) (laughs) She resides in Northern California, and she loves to visit the ocean each week for a date with Jesus. Shadia. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're so glad to have you here. Oh, it's just a delightful to be here. Thank you for having me. So we're excited and we want to ask you what we love to ask everybody. What does the deep mean to you? Oh, such a cool question. Um, You know, it's interesting. Two things come to my mind. One, the, the first thing that comes to my mind is actually when I think of the deep, I think of um, in the physical world, the ocean. Mm-hmm. I just, mm. I'm just, I love the ocean and um, just being able to spend time with the Lord there. And, and it's just my happy place. I try to go every single week. Right now, I live on the West Coast um, and just have my date with the Lord at the ocean. It's just, just my happy place. But in the spiritual realm, the other part that comes to my mind is just, just, who God is and mm. how he reveals himself in his word and how just like the ocean, you know, we can study and we can learn and we can meditate and we can uh, just, just, just ponder who he is and, and talk with him and walk with him, but we'll never get to the depths of him. Mm. And I love that. You know, I, I, I love that. And he is just a, a vast ocean, infinitely beautiful and mm. um, just exploring who he is. Mm. Um, I like that. I like that comparison a lot because Mm. when you look at the ocean, you see so much on the surface. I was up in the Seattle area last week and my brother and his family lived there. My sister-in-law and I went to the Mukilteo Beach, which is a very different beach from the beaches down in Oregon and down in in, uh, California. It's rocky. It's not sandy. It's rocky. Mm. But as we were walking along, there were these things bobbing out there. And I looked and they were the seals that were, you know, just, just peeking up like Kilroy used to do, just (laughs) peeking up. And the seagulls would get quite irritated as they were floating and bobbing along. And so they'd jump up and they'd come down and they'd hit the seal on the head and the seal would go down and he'd stay down. And you're thinking, well, is he coming back up? And then he'd pop back up over here and the other one (laughs) pop up next to him. And they were just teasing and playing with these seagulls who are most irritated. And I thought to myself, we have no clue what goes on beneath the surface. Mm. We, We look and we see things and we're entertained by it, but who knows what's going on down deep, down underneath. The ocean is like that. There's so much happening beneath the surface. Just the surface is awe inspiring enough, but when you think about what's underneath and what's in the deepness, it's it's powerful. Yeah, oh, yeah. And scientists are continuously discovering new things and always thinking like, oh, we didn't think there was more, but there, yeah. <laughs> there's more. You know what I mean? 
I love too that, you know, way down deep, you're not going to get the same kind of surface action of the waves and the crashing. Right. It's It seems like there's a, a peace down there, a, a sense of just... Uh, just calm and quiet and it's a deep quiet you know like I just that's just my favorite thing to think about too in in the psalm I think it's talking about um isn't it your justice is like the great deep in psalm 36 Mm. and I think about how that's so mysterious and perfect and unknown yeah. One of these days we'll get to heaven and maybe we'll understand, you know, more about how all of this works. But until mm. then, we'll have to ponder the ocean. Yes. <laughs> oh. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about the fact that you write Bible studies. I mean, that's cool. I'm not sure that we've had a guest where that no, was one of the haven't. primary things that they do. And so why? I mean, why do you write Bible studies? What what has attracted you to that? In one sense, I've I would say I've always been a student at heart. Um, I love to learn. I love um, I'm, I'm I'm kind of a nerd. I mean, I'll just, you know, just say it. You know, um, I love just learning about things. And you know, I, I didn't grow up in the church. I didn't grow up mm. ever opening the Bible. Ever, I didn't know a single Bible verse when I got saved at the age of thirty. I wasn't raised to believe in God, and so I mean, I came to the Lord with kind of a blank slate. Wow. And so, it, 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 I mean, from the beginning, I just like I just want to devour him <laughs> and 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 know like who he is. And uh, I mean, when he opened my eyes. To who he was. I mean, it, it rocked my world. <laughs> and, you know, I just, I want, I'll, I'll just never get enough of him. And so, and, and then studying the Bible, maybe it was, you know, I mean, obviously when you first get saved, you know, you're, you're just reading, you're reading, you're devouring, you know, just, just who he is and learning so much. Um, and then in time, um, after quite a number of years of some healing work that God did in my heart, you know, I began sort of just writing little, you know, like articles, little blogs, and somebody's like, oh, you know, you should start a blog. And I'm like, what's, what, how do you do that? You know, I mean, just, <laughs> you know, I wasn't, I didn't have an, an aim. I just write. That's kind of my outlet, I guess. And so a few years ago, that goes on. And I began to be asked to speak primarily in the beginning of my ministry that God gave is uh, speaking for pregnancy centers. Mm-hmm. Um, because as a, as a teenager, I had an abortion and God healed me of that and did it a miraculous, beautiful, beautiful healing in my heart. And so I share that story and that kind of caught on. Like, you know, I would, I would be asked to share it at churches and things like that. And so there's sort of this writing speaking thing began, you know, and after a number of years, I, went to uh, visit my pastor at church because I was at a career crossroads. So I'm, I'm, I was looking at a, you know, a new potential new job. I was also doing just some side work, like, you know, just project management type and stuff. I, I kind of have administrative brain, you know, and then uh, this writing speaking thing, which I knew even then was like, you know, you can't make a career out of this, <laughs> at least not, not right away. If it, if it even would ever, you know, but I knew I was called to, to, I mean, I felt compelled, I would say. I wouldn't, right. I didn't recognize a call at that point. But anyway, so I go and I see my pastor 
And I was actually asking him a very specific question. I said, you know, I'm kind of, I'm doing this little bit of writing, speaking over here. You know, I'm, I'm doing project management. I've got this potential job offer, which is going to be like, you know, a big, you know, 60 hour a week, you know, it's going to, you know, it's, this is Silicon Valley where I live. And so it wasn't a tech job, but anyway, it was going to be a time consuming job. And so I basically went to him and I kind of just like my hands handing him the platter. I was like, I need something to come off my plate. And I'm not sure what, what that should be. And so he, you know, listens and so forth. And then he spends some time praying silently. And then he looks up and he says, have you thought about going to seminary? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was my reaction. (laughs) Um, I'm sorry. I'm not sure if you heard me right, but I'm trying to get something off the plate, you know? And um, so (laughs) anyway, but there was something about, it, it, it felt like this. It felt like it was exactly what I did not know I wanted to do. Yeah, if that makes right. sense, you know? It does. Yeah, okay, I'm glad. Um, and so anyway, so that, you know, he just, it was almost like somebody saying it out loud. It's like, I can do that, you know? <laughs> um, and so, and yeah, so I applied, you know, the following semester and got accepted and so forth. And and then the seminary years were, you know, probably the hardest, but most rewarding years that I've ever spent. Incredibly hard work. And even I think, and that's when I believe you know, through that season that God made it very clear that I would continue with this writing and speaking, but because of my nature and how he created me, I want to, I teach. And Mm. so that's all I've ever written. I mean, the first thing I wrote, apart from those little articles I mentioned, was a short story about the healing God did in my heart for the abortion. But even that later became a Bible study. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it's because I absolutely love studying God's word. Mm-hmm. I, 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 it is no work on my part to study God's word. Writing is hard work, but I write Bible studies be, because I love studying God's word. And, and so I believe it's uh, just a way for me to engage with the Lord. And then he allows that to minister to others. Uh, yeah. What, what kind of things about the word? I mean, obviously, the word speaks to us all in different ways and speaks the same truths to us in ways that we understand them um, in our own ability to do so. But what was it in the scripture as you were going through studying it and as you were going through seminary? What captured you that you actually wanted to write a Bible study about it? Oh, wow. Um, that's a great question. Uh, so a couple of things. One is learning how every single verse in Scripture is tied to every single verse in Scripture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how it, it, it all can, you, know, you can start anywhere, open the Bible anywhere and read some context and go, you know, read a few paragraphs and, and you know, a little bit farther and you will begin you know, once you know more of scripture, you will see how it points. Oh, it this connects to this and this connects to this. And all of it points to how glorious God is and, and this 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 overarching redemptive story mm. that for mankind because of his love. I mean, everything in scripture points to that. Everything in scripture points to Christ. And I found and I, I that that just it, it's it's like even if there's a part of the scripture that I um, you know, I might have, I might, you know, you read everything in seminary, but you obviously you can't focus on everything. You have to choose, you know, I'm going to, okay, I'm going to do a class on Hebrews, you know, you, so if there's a, 
a story or a letter or something that I had not spent tremendous amount of time on. When I do spend some time on it, I was like, it's like, it's, I almost feel like an architect. I mean, not an architect. <laughs> I, mean, I always say architect, an archaeologist. Yes, like, yes, oh my yes. Gosh, what am I going to find? What am I going to find? You know, and, and, and everything just connects to each other and, and, and just displays how beautiful God is. So that, that's one key thing. And I think the other part is all of the stories. If you had asked me even before I wrote my very first study or anything, like if it, even if I was, was skilled at writing, I would say, but not necessarily like, oh, I'm going to be a writer. I didn't really know that. But if you had said to me, you know what, one day you're going to be a writer. I would naturally think of stories, novels, which is not what I do. I'm, I'm not a storyteller. But as I've studied God's word and read the stories, I have fallen in love mm. with the stories. And it turns out I can be a storyteller. <laughs> He's taught me how to share these stories in a way that shows us just how rich, uh, uh, there it is, the word deep, how deep these stories are. Right how every single person in the Bible, even if it seems like a secondary character, which are the ones I'd seem tend to be drawn to, their stories, when you spend your time and really dig into it, oh my word, the redemption is there every single time. Hmm. Every I'd time. be curious to know, um, when I saw that the title of one of your Bible studies is Legion, yeah. what drew you to that? And and what did you learn in in the study for that? And what did God give you to share with others about that? Oh. I, I think it's interesting that you chose that particular one because um, sometimes people ask me, like, do you have a favorite <laughs> you know, of the studies that you have written? And I love them all for different reasons, for different things that God has taught me. But Legion is actually my personal favorite. So Legion is a story about, uh, for those who are listening, the man who was possessed by a legion or an, an army uh, of demons. It's in the Gospels, Mark chapter 5, if you want to read it. This man, from a human perspective, seems beyond, beyond, beyond hope. Mm-hmm. You know, like if there, if there was a poster child of there is no hope for this person, that would be this man. It's, it's funny that, you, again, I, I love the fact that you brought that particular study up because it is not actually my most popular. And I've, I've heard from people who have done it, like, you know, I was hesitant to do this. I thought it was dark and scary, and da, 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 but it's the most beautiful story of rescue. And I'm like, yes, yes, that is exactly <laughs> what it is. It is the most beautiful rescue story I've ever read uh, in scripture. I've always been drawn to this story. And I think it's it's just a glorious picture of God's heart for the one person who has no, it's almost like, um, well, I do share some parallels with the, with the man on the cross, the thief on the cross, who like he has nothing to offer. He can, he, and he had nothing to offer even in the future. It's over for him. And Christ still yeah. saves him. And so this man, it's just a beautiful story. But in addition to that, the Legion study, another sort of, I guess I, I probably a strong word is agenda, but uh, kind of a side reason that I was compelled to write it is also because I see a tendency in some teaching out there where we tend to put a lot of emphasis on Satan's activities. And, and so I'll just leave it there at Satan's activities. And what I've Things that you, I always have to be careful with my words. Um, (laughs) When we, when we, when we spend a lot of time focusing on Satan's activity, if we're not careful, we can diminish in our mind our understanding of God's power. In other words, Satan gets higher and higher up in this image of 
Satan has a better PR team. Oh my goodness. What a yeah. way to say it. In yes. media, <gasps> in books, in everything. Oh, they yes. portray the power and in the undefeatability, which yes. is not a word, but I just made it up. Yep, and yeah, I mean, it works. The <laughs> fact that, that evil never dies. That's mm. in so many horror flicks and mm. horror books. I did research for uh, a young adult line of fiction that dealt with supernatural elements. And when I read the books that were out there, they were terrifying. They were grotesque. And evil never dies. That's what Satan, his PR group, is telling everyone. <sighs> and so, you know, you look at the horrific things that happen to people because of Satan in mm. the media, and yet we miss the fact that he can't touch us. Amen. <laughs> Amen. He can't he, get past the the God that's protecting us. Absolutely. And and that's one of the other reasons I really wanted to write that study is to spend some real time engaging readers with a, 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 a renewed understanding of God's sovereignty, God's power. You know, we forget sometimes, you know, because Satan is a spiritual being, we think we forget he's still a creature, right? God is the creator. He's yes. in a category all by himself. He's not hand to hand, fist to fist with Satan. Uh-uh. No, not at all. God <laughs> yes. is in a category all by himself. I'm sorry, going to get me going. But, but um, go, go, go. Yeah. <laughs> it is it is just it is so important that we get our minds rightly attuned to who God is. Then we'll have the proper perspective of who Satan is. And so that's one of the things I spend quite a bit of time in this study. And so readers come away, you know, I get emails or whatever and saying like, you know, it's just, it's just to have this renewed joy and, and freedom and, and excitement for being reminded God is sovereign. You know, we, we say those words, but do we really have them embedded in our hearts? No, and, and we don't truly understand them. We, yes. we don't study things like like sovereignty. We don't look in, Aaron and I have been doing a series of podcasts looking at the characteristics of God, oh. who God is at the core mm. and at the heart, things we don't realize mm. about him. And he is sovereign, but what does yes. that mean? Right. How, what does sovereign entail? It's so easy to say it and then just let it go by instead of digging in. I think that's why we need to be so careful when we're writing the books that we're writing. And we know that we have a message that God has given us to communicate, but we have to make sure, like it says in Ezekiel, that we take his word into ourselves first and that we absorb them and understand them for ourselves. And then we can go to the page and then we can go to whatever it is, Bible studies, fiction, whatever. And then we can pour out what we finally understand because we've taken it in for ourselves. But yes. too many people have a tendency because they think I don't have time. I can't do an in-depth study in this. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm just not a Bible study or those kinds of things. They get stuff down on paper without making sure that it's embedded in themselves first. And that's a yeah. mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Because when the trials come, that weakness will be exposed. Wow. What a great conversation this has been. And guys, you get to listen to the rest of it as well in our next podcast with guest Shadia Hrichi. So be sure you join us and enjoy. Thanks for joining us today. You can find previous episodes and more resources at rightfromthedeep.com. And I bet you know someone who needs this podcast, so please share it with them. So until next time, embrace the deep. Your writing and your life will never be the same. Mm -hmm.